This is Scooby Crockett with the Christ Life Podcast, where the talk is real and relatable. And today I got a special topic to discuss with you, a topic that has been in the church since Jesus Christ, even before Jesus Christ rose from the grave. The topic is fasting, and um, I just felt like the Lord put on my heart's And with all these episodes, I want the Lord to lead me concerning the topic. So let's go to the Lord in prayer. Father God, thank you so much for this opportunity. I just speak blessing upon every here, whether on YouTube or iTunes or the websites. May you bless them. May you lead us concerning fasting. May it be for your kingdom, God. May it be for you, Lord. And may we grow in love with this this act called fasting. Thank you, God. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Thank you. And um, just a little update. Some of you may know, but my profession is voiceover work. I record uh, audiobooks. I produce audiobooks for Christian authors. And that's what I do. That's my, uh, my living. And I actually received all these promotional codes. I didn't know I would receive these for doing these books. Because basically I produce books and they go on Audible and iTunes and Amazon. And so I received all these promotional codes for each book I've done. And they're free codes. Um, They're like free vouchers pretty much where you can give the code to someone. They type the code in Audible on the Audible websites. And then they receive a free download of an audiobook. And some of these books that I produce cost $20, $15. So I have a lot of books. Um... And so uh, I can't really go into all the topics right now, but if you're interested in, in a free Christian audiobook, they're really good. You can email me at scoobyc116 at gmail.com. That's S-C-O-O, B as in Bravo, Y, C as in Carl, 116 at gmail.com. And um, I'll send you over some codes for some free audiobooks. So just wanted to tell you all that. But let's get on the topic of fasting. What is fasting? What, what does it look like? You know, we hear today in the church and um, people fasting from Facebook, fasting from uh, maybe the internet, maybe cookies, maybe soda, maybe fasting from talking in the set. What, what is fasting? Well, really, when we look at fasting in the Bible, we don't see people fasting from Facebook, obviously, or internet, but we see them fasting from food. That seems to pro- be the primary thing is a fasting of food, not eating. I've heard it said that fasting means to cover the mouth. So when you cover the mouth, you can't put anything in it. But we also see, too, not only just food, but water. Fasting, no food, and no water. So I want to talk about this because truly I believe that a, a fiery Christian, a passionate, true believer in Jesus cannot live his life without incorporating fasting into his or her life. I don't, I don't believe it's possible. I believe they're interchangeable, just like prayer. You can't have a man that's on fire for God and then have a weak prayer life. You, you can't. It doesn't work. And I would even go far to say is evangelism must be in the Christian, the true Christian, fire Christian, passionate Christian's life. And I believe fasting fits right in there. So what are some biblical things that we see? Who, who fasted in the Bible? Well, we know Moses did. It says Moses didn't eat or drink 
when he was on the mountain with the Lord for 40 days. In the presence of God, he didn't eat or drink. Now, that's very, I mean, that makes a lot of sense. I, I'm, I'm guessing Moses was not even hungry or thirsty in his time with God because God's life. I mean, he's in the, he's in the midst of God's presence and power. I mean, I don't think any of us would be hungry or thirsty in that situation. But we see Esther. Esther, before she went before the king, Ahasuerus, I believe it was his name, before she went before him to intercede for her people, for the Jewish people, because they were about to be slaughtered. Before she went there, she fasted three days. And so, and also the people with her fasted three days. I believe it was no food and no water. I'm pretty sure it was definitely no food, but I'm pretty sure it was no food and no water during those three days. And I want to tell you, it is very possible to do so. For my life, I fast. I, I incorporate fasting in my life. Um, once a week, I, I try to fast and I do fast. I fast a day out of the week. I just pick a day, usually Wednesday, Tuesday or Wednesday, usually Wednesday, where I will not eat or drink. I will eat the night before. I will have a dinner the night before, but after dinner, I will not eat or drink anything until the next day when I have dinner, and then I'll eat and drink. But it's a way for me to just separate from the world. You see, I've been on longer fasts, and it's, it's amazing because you feel separated from the world. You, you feel like really close to God. When you do it, I believe, with the right heart, especially when you do it as a lifestyle, you practice it, you, you're, you get used to it, your body gets pummeled into subjection. Your body just is like, okay, here we go, we're going to fast. But you feel separated from the world. It's really awesome. Um, it really is because you begin to just focus on God. It's amazing how much time we spend on food, preparing food, eating food, cleaning up after our meal, buying food. I mean, we all eat food. It's, it's, it's part of life. It's not wrong to eat food. But to separate yourself from food, a very necessity of life, to separate yourself from it for the sake of Jesus, it's awesome. It really is. And I believe God's pleased with that. Now, Jesus talks about fasting. Okay, He talks about fasting a good amount. And he says, when you fast, which is, which is pretty interesting. He doesn't say if you fast. He says, when you fast, you know, do it in secret. Don't act like the hypocrites and go off and say, whoa, hey, everybody at work, just want to tell you all I'm on a two-day fast. It's the second day. I'm so hungry, but you know, I love God so much. That's why I'm doing it. Okay, everyone back to work. No, we got to be secretive about it. Now, I'm married. I have an awesome wife. Her name's Laura. She's beautiful and she's a wonderful woman. She knows I'm fasting. I can't really keep that a secret from her because we eat together, you know? So I tell her, well, she already knows pretty much what I'm going to fast. But other than her, I try to keep it a secret so the least amount of people know as possible because it is supposed to be between you and God. It's supposed to be a secret. Because if you go off and tell people and people are like, wow, he's so spiritual, she's so spiritual, well, boom, you just got your reward, you know? And you may think, well, you just told us you fast. I did, um, but I didn't go into other things of my, my fasting. I just gave you that. But um, 
honestly, for those of you listening, and you may have went on a fast, and you know maybe you're thinking about fasting, maybe that's why you clicked on this title, um, I encourage you. Fasting really is a beautiful thing, and you, you don't have to jump into a three-day fast unless the Lord's truly calling you, but you can do a meal. I would encourage everyone listening to do a scheduled fast. It's not wrong to have a schedule. You know, the Pharisees fasted twice a week. It's not wrong to have a schedule of fasting. I, I believe we should do a spontaneous fast as the Lord leads, but I also believe to, to maintain proper discipline to maintain a lifestyle fasting, we should schedule a fast. At least once a week, we should fast. Whether it is a meal or a day, we should go without food for the sake of Jesus. Now, let me make a point here. Because I've heard people talk about this saying, you know, I've been fasting all day. I just didn't even realize it. I just forgot to eat. <laughs> I wouldn't consider that a fast. I would consider that you forgetting to eat <laughs> and taking care of your body. I don't believe that's a fast. I believe that's an unintentional not eating time. I believe a fast should be brought to the Lord, right? God, I'm going to go the next day, the next 24 hours and not eat. Father, I thank you. Bless this time. And you should hold to it. If you're going to commit something to the Lord, so don't bite off more than you can chew at first, do a meal. You know, do a, do a lunch or a dinner and plan it. Don't just... Oh, I forgot to eat this morning. All right, well, there's my fast. No, plan it. Plan it. And then maybe spend more time in prayer during that time. Because I'll tell you this. The men of God that I've listened to that are alive today, you can tell they fast. There was a man named Michael Dow. You may know him. You may have never heard of him. But I was listening to him preach. I was watching on YouTube. And he was preaching, preaching. And I was like, man, I was like, this guy fasts. I don't even think he was talking about fasting, but I was like, this guy fasts. And I told my friend who's friends with him, and my friend, or actually Daniel, he was on the previous episode, Daniel Miranachinko. He said, yeah, he just, he just came off a 40-day fast. And I'm like, well, bingo, there you go. There's something happening because when, you, when I go on a fast and I get off a fast, man, I feel strong. I feel, I feel spiritually charged. You really do. And because while you're on the fast, I believe you are you're not feeding your flesh, you're feeding your spirit, man. It's it's interesting. It's like you re, you refrain from eating food, and by doing so, your spirit, man, gets fed. It's, it's very interesting, but I believe that's very true. Because Jesus, he went into the deserts, right? He was, he was baptized by John in the River Jordan, and the Holy Spirit descended upon him and looked like a dove, just boom, just landed and abode on Jesus. And then he was led, Jesus was led into the wilderness, and he was fasting. It says he was hungry at the end. It doesn't say he was thirsty, so we can assume he had, he had water. But he fasted 40 days and was tempted by the devil. I mean, that's intense. Not only to fast 40 days, but to do it in the wilderness. And not only do it in the wilderness, but have the devil tempting you. I mean, we know of three temptations, but I wouldn't be surprised if he was tempting him the whole time. But Jesus grew in strength because what does the scriptures say? It says when he left, he left in the power of the Holy Spirit. He left in the power of the Holy Spirit. He was led by the Spirit into the wilderness to fast and then left in the power of the Holy Spirit. 
and then he began his ministry that lasted three or three and something years so fasting prepares us for the future it increases our i believe spiritual abilities it increases our sense of god it builds up our our spirit man it disciplines us you know so many of us if you look at the world today i mean how many people are just living they don't have any religion they're just living I'm curious how many of them have went a day without food. Probably the only time is when if they were about to go into surgery or something like that. I mean, people are very undisciplined today. They have to have their food. Now, I relate because when I was younger, I would act really weird if I didn't eat. If I missed a meal, I acted really weird. And my mom would notice and she would say, you haven't eaten, have you? And I'm like, no. And she would feed me something and I would just perk up. Very interesting because now when I fast, I don't feel anything like that. I feel close to God. It's very interesting because I'm, I'm, I'm pretty, I mean, I'm pretty thin. I have a very high metabolism. So there's not much to burn while I'm fasting, you know. Um, there's nothing much on my bones. So it doesn't matter if you're skinny or if you're overweight. But one thing you got to do is do it for God. For those of you that may be overweight, don't do it to, weigh, to lose weight. Losing weight will be a byproduct. It'll be maybe a bonus in a sense. But be sure not to do it for that. Be sure to do it for God as a, as a way of just saying, Lord, I'm very thankful for food. I'm very thankful for drink or whatever. But God, I just want to just remove it for this time being just to grow closer to you, just to separate myself, just to grow. Because you do grow. You grow when you fast. It's it's very powerful. Um, I've had some I've had some different types of fasts in my day. And some of them are very challenging. Some of them are very hard. Um, see, cause I, I want to talk about this. I want to talk about my fasting because I want to encourage you and edify you. But I also want to keep these things a secret. Um, but I've been on fasts and I've performed normal duties. I've you know gone to work. I've preached. I've prayed. I've done things that if you would have, you would not have known that I was fasting. People at the office, they or the office I used to work at, they did not know I was fasting. And that's exactly how it should be. The only time they knew was when I wasn't eating. And they're like, um, are you going to eat? I'm like, no. Or why? And then I'm just like, uh, I'm giving it to God. I don't know. It's hard. I'm just like, I'm fasting, you know. I'm like, I don't want to peep around it. You want to know this is why kind of thing. But I try and keep it a secret when I can. But we should do it in a way, like, you can perform your, your normal duties. Like, that's that should happen as you're fasting. You should go to work. Maybe if, you know, if you work out, maybe you should do a lighter workout during a fast while you're fasting. But it should be incorporated. Because I've, I've realized this. When I fast and I do something, it's more challenging, right? If I go to work and I'm fasting, work's more challenging in a certain way. If I go and I preach, preaching is more challenging because I have less food. But I've learned this, that when I get off the fast and I do that task now with food in my stomach, I feel stronger at doing it. It's very interesting. It's like when you do something while you're on a fast, it empowers you to do that task better when you get off the fast. Is there biblical, you know, something that you can look at? I'm not sure. But I do, I mean, Jesus talks about it. He says um, to the disciples when they said, why couldn't we cast out this demon? 
you know, there was this boy that was possessed and they couldn't cast out the thing and asked Jesus. And Jesus said, well, this comes only by prayer and fasting. Um, so, I mean, that, that tells you there, like this, something happens when you're, when you're fasting, like something's growing in you, you become stronger in the spirits. Um, I mean, even like when things took place, like with Esther, they fasted for something to take place. Here, I, I want to share this, um, this testimony with you guys. A friend of mine who was a Christian, um, who I, I hope is a Christian now, but he kind of fell away. He was at my place. He was visiting my roommates. You know, my roommate and I were friends with him and he was over and he told me to pray for his sister. Okay. And I was like, okay. And immediately I, I don't know if it was prophetic or just me guessing or, you know, I, I actually no. come to think of it. I believe it was God because as you hear the story, it'll make more sense. He said, uh, pray for my sister. And I said, okay. I was like, I'll do that. And I was like, Hey, I was like, is she pregnant? And his eyes just blew up, you know, like a deer caught in, in the um, a deer caught in the spotlight, and he just kind of stumbled. So I knew it, and he's like, he's like, don't tell anyone, you know, kind of thing. I was like, dude, I was like, what's gonna happen or something? And then he I, he he mentioned the abortion and this. I'm like, dude, no. It's like she can't have the abortion, man. That's a baby inside of her. That's a living being inside of her. She can't do it. And he was, just, you know, kind of going back and forth and stuff. And so, man, I was so torn up about it. I fasted. I fasted about this situation. And I, I prayed to the Lord and I cried out and I weeped and I texted him and this and this. And I, I fasted. I fasted, you know. And then I get a call from him. I believe it was the next day or two days after, something like that. I get a call. And he says, hey, I got good news. He says, my, my, uh, my sister's not going to have the abortion. I'm on my way now to speak with my dad, and um, she's not going to have the abortion. I was like, praise God, praise God. And then he was like, and you know what else? He's like, I just found out my girlfriend is pregnant, and we're also going to keep the baby and not have an abortion. And I'm like, praise God. And well, praise God that they're not going to have the abortion. And I'm not praising God that they're committing adultery and for or fornication. But I was like, man, Lord, thank you. You know, and it's like, they were going to have this abortion. And I believe because of the prayer and fasting that I undertook, and by the grace of God, this baby's alive. And I actually saw a Facebook post from her uh, maybe a month ago uh, talking about her, um, I believe as a girl, yeah, her daughter and how she's a blessing and she's like God's gift and all this. And I was just like, man, I was like, glory to God. You know, it's so, it's beautiful. So fasting can change things. Bill Bright has a book um, about the 40, about 40 day fasting and just things that have changed because of fasting. And it is true. Things have changed in history because of fasting. The disciples fasted together. I, I mean, I don't care what anyone says and I'm not being legalistic. I'm not being religious. Fasting should be part of your Christian walk with God. Whether it's one meal a week or one day a week, it should be something to God where we separate ourselves selves from the world, we deny ourselves, and we just come to the Lord, and we get swept away by His goodness. Um, so yes, people listening, um, you're interested in fasting. I mean, really like study what the scriptures say. You can look at Moses when he was with the Lord the 40-day fast. You can look at Esther. 
how she fasted the three days. You can look at Jesus in the wilderness. Um, you can look at Jesus talking about fasting on the Sermon on the Mount. You can look up the word fast and fasting in the Bible and read scripture. But I want to encourage you, if you don't fast, pray to the Lord about how you can fast, how you can incorporate a lifestyle of fasting, because it really does do something to your life. It's not easy at times. It's not easy to go to work and they're having a company potluck and the whole office smells like delicious food <laughs> and you're fasting and you're on your third day or second or first or whatever. It's not easy. You know, it's not easy to go and be hungry and pass by these billboards and smell all these great smells. But man, it's good when you just like, you know what, Lord, I just, I love you and I, I want to give this time to you. And then it really does, you appreciate food afterwards more. You really do. Your body does. And just before I close, there are medical benefits to fasting. Um, I've heard of a doctor saying that, you know, fasting a day out of the week, not eating anything, it helps you. It really does. It can add life, you know, to you. It gives your body a chance to kind of relax, you know, because your stomach is always digesting food continuously. So it's like a chance for it to relax and and just kind of clean out your system. I mean, I, I'm pretty healthy. I'm very healthy, actually. And um, I believe the Lord is the reason, but I believe it's my lifestyle. I don't drink. I don't smoke. I, I fast. I eat healthy. I work out. So I hope this helps whoever's listening. Um, I do want to pray for you. Um, but yeah, yeah. Um, fasting's great. <laughs> it's a beautiful thing. It's not something to be ashamed of, and it's not a legalistic religious act. It's it's an exercise for your spirit, man. It's a way of discipline. It's, it's a way of growing closer to God. And one last note, one last note. When I began to fast early on my walk, I would get very stressed out because I would think, oh, is the Lord calling me to fast? Should I fast now? Should I fast now? Is that you, God? Is that the enemy? And I would get so beat up about it until eventually I just began a, a routine, a schedule of fasting, of planned fasts, and it's proved to be very beneficial, very good in my life. It's helped to calm my mind, and I'm like, well, this is what I've given to the Lord. So, you know, I could talk more about fasting. It's it's a great topic to talk about. It's very um practical for the Christ life, the Christian life. So let's pray. Father, I thank you for whoever is listening to this podcast. I pray, Lord, you bless them and you use them pray you speak to them concerning fasting. You break off any lies that they may hold concerning fasting. Anything, Lord, that is wrong or erroneous, you break off by the power of your Holy Spirit, God. And Lord, you bring us all, you bring the body of Christ into a deeper relationship with you, God, that we fast the way you want us to fast and we act the way you want us to act during the fast. Lord, and protect us. Let it be a secret in Jesus' name as we fast so that no one knows except for you. Love you, God. All right. Thank you, everybody. And again, wherever you're listening um, to this from, this podcast, the Christ Life podcast is available on iTunes for free. I also put it on YouTube for people to listen to. And it's also available on the God Sounds websites for free download. So have your have fun with it. Do what you want with the podcast. Um, the Lord bless you and keep you. Have an amazing, amazing day. Mm-hmm.